Hey folks, have you ever found yourself in a social setting making dreaded small talk and found yourself at a loss for words? I think that was perfect. You did put the found yourself back in. Where? To the first sentence (laughs) in the beginning instead of have you ever been. You put back found yourself and then found yourself. It's amazing. Have you ever found yourself and (laughs) lost yourself and found yourself? (laughs) Whoop, there you are. (laughs) Oh, where'd you go? (laughs) Okay. Okay. Are we ready? I'm going to try it one more time now. Hey, folks. Have you ever found... (laughs) Okay. Oh my god. I love that word so much. Okay, hold on. <laughs> Hi, I'm Laura Sales. And I'm Danielle Sales. Welcome back to Not Another Momcast. guys we're back and tonight we're going to answer a question provided by one of our lovely listeners we opened it up to you folks on instagram and asked what you would like us to talk about next sarah in new york asked us what it's like making a podcast with your best friend while being long distance and we would love to tell you but first it's time for boom and bust Danielle. Okay. I have a double boom and I also want to apologize because I think I constantly am confusing boom and bust when I refer to it later on in every episode. So I'm sorry when you're editing, if you're like, you meant the fucking boom bust. I do. Yep. Yes. That is exactly what happens. I also a little bit confuse them. So sometimes I've heard it like three times in a row. And on the fourth time, I'm like, did she mean to say bust or was that fight about the dishwasher an actual boom? <laughs> no. By the way, I'm on your side for that one. Let's Thank let's you. circle back. Okay. So, I'm going to start I'm going to start with one part of my boom. I feel like I am dating again. I feel like let me try to find a way to word this without sounding so sad. Megsies, my besties. Oh my god. It feels like I am in a new relationship. I get excited to check my messages when I have one and I see her name. (laughs) I get butterflies and I like think about what I'm going to say. And sometimes I don't even think about it and she gets it and it's okay. And other times I'm like, wait a minute, is this going to go over well? I'm really being risky here. And she just gets me. (laughs) So I feel... um, Giddy. Um, But here's what happened because this other part of my boom goes into my bust. So the in-laws were visiting. That was going to be a boom. And it it was. Parts of it were a boom. What happened was it very quickly became a bust because they came on Wednesday. We had an awesome night. Thursday, I get a text message from daycare. My daughter has the stomach bug. And we as a family have just been out of commission this entire time. And that's my bust. My bust is the stomach bug took over our household. It also happened while his parents were here. Fortunately, they did not get it. Thank God. 
but it really has put a damper on that trip and we haven't seen them in quite some time. So timing is everything with toddlers. We love this for all of us and we're just still recovering. It feels like we will never stop recovering. You got the stomach bug that we had in November Mm -hmm. that I told you was the most aggressive stomach bug I've ever had in my life. I still, this is the stomach bug that caused my like last bust was fear of getting it again (laughs) because I still had PTSD from it. So like my heart goes out to you. I get it. I get it. I am so sorry that you guys went through that. And it does so suck that it was during like this nice visit that is such a rarity to begin Mm -hmm. with and just, Mm -hmm. oh, dude. Yeah. Great timing. Suck. Yeah. Which boom, boom, bust. Okay. Um, Well, I'm going to try to focus real quick. I'm simultaneously like desperately sending text messages right now because of my bust. (laughs) So let me just skip. Let me just skip to the bust. The bust is that. This evening, as we were putting my precious baby angel dumpling child, I love you so much, into the tub, she just, you know, toddler-esque flail of the arm towards Chris's face and just with fingers fully extended, inserted an entire what seems to be fingernail into his eye, like directly into his pupil. And the whole thing obviously took a split second to happen, but I could tell from his reaction that it was a little more than just like getting poked in the eye. He was not okay. He, I mean, he was holding it together. He was being a trooper, but like he was clearly not okay. But when he actually was able to open his eye, I couldn't really like see any damage. So we're both hemming and hawing about how serious of an injury it needs to really be. And then he finally brings out a flash, the the NCIS flashlight from the last (laughs) episode. He gets it out and he's like, just shine it like across the surface of my eyeball and see what you can see. And I do this and I see very clearly a cloudy, I want to say occlusion. Is that the medical term for it? I don't know. I'm a doctor. I should know. There's like this little shape right right on the pupil of his eyeball. And I'm like, mm, well, I don't love that I can actually see something on your eye that's like not moving or going anywhere. You might actually have like, a, a she might've cut your eye ball, your eyeball. <laughs> He's like, well, every time I close my eye, it feels like there's something in it. It almost feels like there's a little like flap of eyeball touching my eyelid. And I was like, okay. <laughs> You're done with bedtime. You're going to urgent care. We will see you later, hopefully with an eye patch on because this is not good. So turns out he did catch the fingernail directly in his eye. He was like, the doctor put in this special kind of drop and he like turned off this light and turned on this light. And under his breath, he goes, oof, she got you good. And immediately like turns on the light and calls for a nurse. And he was like, uh. (laughs) So... So that's it. Um, That was a very fun, eventful evening. He's not supposed to drive tomorrow. So now I'm in a mad dash to figure out how I'm going to cover the first part of my morning so that I can come in later than I usually have to come in. I have to be there much earlier than she has to be there. And it looks like I've got some teammates coming to the rescue. So that's great. But that will probably continue to be the bust for the rest of the week. I'm sure that this (laughs) I journey is going to be a journey. My boom, my boom is that we are in this stage of bedtime routines. And so usually Chris finishes out the bedtime routine. I'm there up until the last minute. I hand her off and he rocks her to sleep and they sing a couple songs and recap the day and 
make plants for breakfast and all kinds of cute little stuff. So tonight I was doing that with her instead. And she requests her favorite songs. And we're at a stage now where I I start to sing the song and she just starts to just scream, sing the song (laughs) over me. And she's like, it almost sounds like she's got words with the song, but mostly it's like, like, I'm not even going to do it justice, but Twinkle Twinkle is just my favorite one. Like she'll be like, Twinkle Twinkle all sweetly. And I'm like, twinkle. She's like, twinkle, twinkle, where da how I bunda, but you are, as I'm like trying to just sing it like I'm unfazed completely. Cause to her, like, well, this is a nice duet. We're singing in harmony. She's singing the same way that I am. She sounds like a maniac and it is my favorite. So that's my boom right now. I'm scream singing. All right, you go. I did go. Oh, you did go. Right. (laughs) By that, I mean, we need to actually spend a couple more seconds on this because we are due for some shout outs. Yeah, definitely. Can we start with my actual real human sisters? Nikki and Carrie. Nikki and Carrie, thank you for listening. When I check the analytics for New York, your town number one represent, I know you're listening and I love you for it. Thank you so much. Um, Again, on my side, Papa Stevesy and Sarah, thank you. This may not be things that you want to be listening to, but I'm so <laughs> glad that you are. Papa Stevesy. <laughs> yeah. I love that that name lives on forever. I, yeah. I know he hates it. It's not going to die. <laughs> Continue. Of course, Sarah from New York. You know who you are. I don't want to say your last name because I don't know if you don't want me to, but you are also related to my sister, Carrie. Love you. (laughs) Thank you for all of the suggestions. So thoughtful, so meaningful, so helpful. Seriously, Sarah, thank you so, so much. Your comments and the time that you take to like post on social media things that we make. Thank you so, so much. It's thoughtful. It's kind. It's keeping us going. So thank you for that. That's all true. (laughs) It's all facts. Okay. I'll jump in real quick. My baby cousin, Kelly, I call her my baby cousin. She is a full grown adult woman, but I refuse to believe that because (laughs) that means that I'm like a full grown adult old woman. And I don't even know why she's listening, but I love that she is. Thank you, Kelly. Wait. Uh, I, yeah. Oh, sorry. You want to finish thanking her? Was there more to that? (laughs) I no, do you have something that you need to say right I, now? Well, I also really want to thank Kelly because I think she's great, even though she doesn't talk to me, but I love her. And <laughs> I also have a little baby cousin who's also a grown woman, 25 years old. Bella, thank you for listening and being like, even as a non-mom, I still love you guys. And I love you for it. Yeah, that's what my baby cousin, I'm going to keep calling her my baby cousin. <laughs> she's probably just effectively stopped her from listening to this podcast, but she texted me and was like, I'm dying laughing. And I was like, you listen to me? Like, I just am floored and thankful. Thank you for doing that. You might you might be the only person currently in my family that listens to um, my podcast. Sad. But listen, that we have <laughs> two 20-something-year-olds listening and laughing at us, with us. We are so cool. We're so hip and hot. Trendy, Laura. Trendy. You're so dumb. (laughs) I would like next to shout out Lauren. Lauren in Uxbridge. 
You know who you are. I know who you are too. I saw you. Do you have anything to add to that? Yeah, I saw you in the analytics. Thanks, you. Thanks, you, Oxbridge. <laughs> <laughs> thanks, you, Oxbridge. I told you she's checking the analytics for you, bro. We're looking. We were looking for you. You're here. We love it. Thank you for the feedback today. You actually did spend a good chunk of time messaging me and giving me like solid feedback. And I really appreciate that. And I'm doing this for you. I'm doing this for you. <laughs> I'm just kidding. I'm not putting that on you. This is not your problem. Okay. I also want to thank mm-hmm. Michael. Michael and Cape Cod. Your Yeah, wait. I also want to thank Michael and Cape Cod. We both want to thank Michael and Cape Cod. The group message that we all mm. have because your messages to our podcast account, which we both check. It gives me life. I don't Same. even know how to explain the like genuine laughter and just joy and gratitude that comes out of those interactions. So thank you for taking the time, Michael. Yeah. Very much so. And then I want to thank Jeff. I feel a little hesitant saying his name out loud because he's a hard person for me to read sometimes. And I don't mean this in a bad way. I just like can't tell if you want me saying your name, but I just did it. Whoopsie. And I want to say thank you for listening sometimes on repeat to help us get listens. That's so generous. Um, You really came in hot with some really deep, insightful things. So you know how I'm on a hair journey, right? Curly Mm -hmm. hair, straight hair to curly hair. Okay. Everyone knows, Danielle. Everyone knows. I know, knows. I know. But just in case, because it's been a while since we talked about it, okay? And I'm still on it. I'm just not sharing as much, but I will come <laughs> back to it. He said to me, the straight hair, right, related to my morbid state. Remember how I used to be like a morbid thinker? Okay. So yeah. he says, you used to allow yourself to be in that state, straight hair. Does that make sense? Yeah. Nothing morbid is ever curly and fun. Now that you allow yourself in that state, bam, curls. Because I'm so fun and spirally. (laughs) Spirally. Your hair is a reflection of your personality. Yes. Fascinating. Um, Wait. Okay. No, I'm going to skip over it. I don't want to talk about your hair journey anymore. We're done. We're done. I'll wrap it up by saying that we so far have shattered out the people who have actually like said like, hey, I'm listening and here's something that I think or like or suggest. So if you are out there listening and thinking and liking and having suggestions for us, will you let us know? We would love to know. We would love to know that you're out there. And if you so chose, we could totally shout you out so you could be famous, but um, that's up to you. We also don't have to do that at all. It could be our dirty little secret that you listen. No one has to know. We like the interaction though. So engage with us. It's fun. That's true. We don't have much going for us right now, so... (laughs) Engage. Engage. All right. That's it. That's that's great. Thanks, everyone, for sticking with us through that. And we will be right back after this ad break. Hey, folks. Have you ever been in a social setting making dreaded small talk and found yourself at a loss for words? Do you struggle with coming up short when you want to make a sick comeback or insult? Are basic words erased from your memory on a daily basis? Congrats on having mom brain. And boy, do we have a solution for you. We here at Not Another Momcast Industries have legitimately found a way to compile a list of unique, never-before-heard words and phrases for you to conveniently whip out during your next socially awkward interaction. We know what you're thinking. Are you serious? 
And the answer is yes. Yes, we are. Our handcrafted artisanal Not Another Momcast dictionary has everything you need in a highly disorganized and poorly designed package. And trust us, you don't want to miss this opportunity to snag your very own copy. When you crack this baby open, you'll see entries such as Franxious, Danifest, an entire diatribe on irregular verbs and problems that I have with them, like why is catch caught but latch isn't lot, and even the word museum, which is a lot like museum, but wrong. Museum. 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 That's right, folks. Head on over to your local dictionary store and pick up your copy of the Not Another Momcast dictionary before they're sold out. Supply is limited, and once they're gone, they're gone. So do not sleep on this, or you will have some seriously deep-seated regret. Okay, so we asked our listeners what we should talk about next, and the aforementioned Sarah wanted to know what it's like doing this podcast together and doing it long distance. So let me tell you how it started. I... Danielle, was driving by myself to go get groceries, hashtag self-care, on a Saturday or Sunday morning, it doesn't matter. And my husband was watching the baby and I was listening to some podcasts. And then I turned on one podcast from one fitness person who I follow. Anyway, long story short, she started a podcast. I don't know if I should shout her out. It doesn't matter if we don't have an impact whatsoever. And I was like, wait a minute, we could do this. We could really do this. So I call Laura. This was last late winter, early spring. Do you remember? I didn't realize it was a full yes. like year ago. It was. And I think it was spring because the sun was coming in and I was very excited. And I all of a sudden felt like, wow, I'm so free. So anyway, I called her up and I was like, hey, should we start a podcast? And she was like, oh, okay, <laughs> sure. Um, that laugh made me sound suspiciously <laughs> similar to a wild turkey. Oh, oh, uh, uh, yeah. I don't know why I suggested starting a podcast with you specifically, but I did. And you were like, great, I don't listen to podcasts, but I would love to do this with you. And so our journey began. The irony is not lost on me that I still don't listen to podcasts, but now I'm involved in two of them, actually. I really like the idea of podcasts. Obviously, it's a no-brainer to do it with you because the whole point of a podcast, all you're doing is listening to people talk. So there has to be like a, a certain level of rapport and then just like a natural relationship between those two people for it to sound fun and interesting and not like a professional development seminar we already had that. We already had 21 years of banter behind us. So like it was easy enough to, to feel like that part was going to come naturally. And I do really feel like it has. The long distance thing, I think a lot of people get tripped up like, how do you possibly do that? But the thing about the tech for podcasts nowadays is that you jump on a website. We use Zencaster.com. I set up the recording. We can see each other. So it's like having a FaceTime call. 
and we record it and we both have microphones and headphones and all that stuff set up in our respective spaces. So we don't really have to be in the same space for the recording of the podcasts. I think what sucks about being long distance is that it would be much more fun and easier, I think, to create visual content together. Like we keep wanting to do all kinds of reels and things for Instagram. That would be way more fun if we could be in the same room for that, like our fake ads and stuff. I think there would be a benefit to being together for a lot of different reasons, but it is easy to create a podcast without being physically near each other. I agree. I think sometimes, Laura, it's hard for me because we vibe off of each other. We vibe off of the energy and sometimes... I cannot tell what kind of mood you're in. You're saying you're in a good mood and you're fine, but I cannot tell because I can't hold your hands, which is what I do. You mean my elbows? No, remember you used to hold my elbows. Oh yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I can't hold your elbows. So I can't tell. You would just walk up to me and cup (laughs) your strange bony hands around my elbows and be like, I'm healing you right now. Why was I always weird? always weird dude so weird (laughs) oh my god but it did always make me feel better so I could only be mad at you for so long before Mm -hmm. before you healed me with your magical elbow touch (laughs) god I wish I could remember what you called that oh my god me too anyway um so I do think that sometimes I I think it'll be great when we see each other in person and can record a few episodes together in the same room and get a little silly, not after a long day of work and being exhausted and all of that. I do agree that I sometimes am harder to read. And I think a lot of times it's because it is the end of a long day. Like we have to do these Mm -hmm. after bedtime on a school night, right? And it's like, you're already feeling beat down by your week. You're super tired. We both would love to just like crawl into bed right after our kid goes to bed, but there's always something that has to be done. In fact, my like second note after the irony is not lost on me is that I had no idea how much work it would be. will come into those meetings or these calls and be like tired, stressed out, anxious, whatever it is, trying to pump ourselves up for each other. And then we almost always end up walking away like, you mad at me? Like we now constantly think that the other person is mad. Yeah. I was just thinking, has this been good for our friendship or hard for our friendship? I think it's been both. Same. I think it's been good and it's been Mm -hmm. hard. I don't think it has hurt us. I actually think I love, I've talked to you now more consistently than I ever have since we left high school. We did not necessarily talk as consistently as we do now because we want to adhere to the production schedule. But it's been awesome to know that like we're going to have these conversations throughout the week. Yeah, I agree. But it is hard because we're both tired. It takes a lot of time. It takes a lot of effort. It takes a lot of brain power that we both feel like we don't have to try to make something worth putting out there for other people to listen to yeah, and play all the games of like staying relevant on social media and like, what is the trend and how do you create content to get more people to see you? Because we're in a really saturated field of parenting slash parenting humor. 
Like there's a right. lot of that out there. So it's really hard. Sometimes we're not even talking parenting. We are kind of like, I think we're under the umbrella yeah. of parenting, but we kind of just want to be able to talk about anything and everything. So yeah, it's a very broad. Right. And there's probably even more of those just like friends talking about stuff podcast. Right. I feel like each one that you have sent me every time that I was like, I don't know what a podcast is. And you were like, here, listen to these podcasts. These are ones that I like. The idea was that it was like a group of friends bantering. So this is not a super niche thing that we're trying to do. And therefore we're scratching and clawing at this really, like I said, saturated thing. And that's not our forte for either of us, like constantly creating stuff on Instagram. We're very private people. We don't share a ton of stuff. We certainly don't bother to keep up on like trends and stuff. So like now having to be responsible for constantly creating something for this whole concept to reel people into it, to get them to listen to it is exhausting. It's hard for us and it has pushed us and pushed buttons for us. I feel like. Are we resentful? I don't know. I just feel like I love this podcast. Yeah. And I love editing. If I just didn't have that pesky full-time job all day (laughs) that literally doesn't even allow me to like check text messages regularly, let alone sit down and like create a reel for Instagram or like plan a script for an episode. I have zero ability to do anything outside of what I'm doing when I'm running the classroom. And then I switch to mom duty and then I am friggin' beat and it's time to start working on the podcast. So that sucks because I go into it being exhausted and not wanting to do it only because I I want to go to sleep. I'm tired. Yeah. So I just feel like if I weren't burning the candle at both ends, I don't think I would have any hint of resentment. Yeah. It's just that now that I know how much work it is, it's like, shit, you should not. You overcommitted yourself. You're editing two podcasts. It's not just ours. It's true. I have the two going. And in in both situations, I'm the one that knows how to edit. And again, I like editing. So like that job falls on me. Everybody else supports whatever. Like if you see something on Instagram, 99.9% chance Danielle created it. Or on the other one, Rachel and Megan did that. What you hear in the podcast was my work. Anything else coming out for those podcasts and accounts are everybody else's work. Which is why our Instagram soaks. I'm trying, you guys. It's so hard. I don't know what I'm doing. It's a whole new skill. I've never been one for social media. Like I am a very private person. So to constantly be trying to find things that connect to things that we talked about and then not knowing if like we missed the boat on something and then attempting these reels, which I know sounds so silly and so stupid, but if you have a small business and you're trying to promote yourself, you know exactly what we're talking about. It is all consuming. (laughs) It is all consuming. We could work on it all day long and still not feel like we're on top of it. And we have not like, I think my frustration is we have nothing to show for it. And that feels like my failure. Right. And I totally, I get that. Like I don't just sympathize. I empathize because I feel the same way. Like, am I not, should I have cut the episode differently? Was it too long? Should I not like, is it me and how much talking and rambling I do that like makes people feel like I don't want to listen to this. You know, like I also immediately am like, what am I doing wrong? Right. That we are not immediately famous right now. So I think that is it good for us or is it hard for us slash on us? I think it's both, but I do think that we are doing a 
pretty damn good job of pulling each other through it because we are both way out of our comfort zones. But I think that we genuinely love each other so much that there is a feeling of obligation of like, this person needs and wants this thing to happen. So like, I can't quit on her. Yeah. I think if I didn't care about you so much, I would have ducked out of this by now. I know. I've been like, let's circle back. Let's circle back another time. Okay. Maybe but I don't want to do that. But then that's what I sometimes wonder is I know you love it because it's like fun. We get to catch up and do something silly every week. But do you love it enough right now to still want to do it? Or if there were the option, would you just be like, that was a cute project. Bye. No, I don't want to give up on this at all. Okay. Even though we both feel like the momentum has been so small and so slow, I don't want to lose any momentum. Yeah. I'm afraid to even take a break because I don't want anybody that listens to us to forget about us. I feel like I really want this to be a thing. I also feel like every week we are gaining a little more momentum which is why it it would feel hard to pull out right now and put a little pause button on it. Because I do feel like every week we're growing just a little bit more. Because listen, we have to focus on what's the end goal, right? I think for me, I was dreaming really big. When we started this and came up with the idea of it and started to flush it out, did I think in that moment that this would turn into a career change or something? Maybe deep inside I really wanted it to, but did I think this first attempt would? Probably not realistically, but as we've done this, I really I really believe in it and I believe in us and I understand that things still might need to shift and change, but I think I'm still dreaming big here and that is the thing that does make me want to keep going. This is the end, the big end goal is being able to work with my best friend for life. Yes. I want to sit down and have a conversation with you that was fun and meaningful for me and have that be fun and meaningful for enough other people that that's how we make our living. Like that people want us to do that professionally, that that means that much to that many others, as much as it means to me, like I know how much it means to me. And that's one of my notes too, is that a really cool takeaway has been that we both went into this hoping that it was going to entertain people, that listening to us be idiots would be entertaining. It'd be probably shorter episodes and you'd get a little chuckle out of it. And it would feel like, like we said, like you just caught up with two old friends and that would be, you know, great if that, if we could even achieve that. And the amount of people who have reached out letting us know that something that we talked about really deeply resonated with them and changed how they thought about something that day or just just like meant something more than just a little bit of entertainment. That has really like, I don't even know how to describe how I feel about that. Yeah, I agree. I feel like slowly but surely we are accumulating an actual community of I don't even want to say like-minded people, just people that understand or can relate to something that we talked about. Like, like we said, like we have two little baby cousins (laughs) who are in their twenties and are not who are fully adult women (laughs) with like very, at least mine is like a very high-end important job and is doing wonderfully for herself. Um, Anyway, besides the point, even non-moms early early 20s, mid 20s listeners are finding some sort of joy or 
fulfillment in listening to the things that we ramble on about. And that has been really effing exciting. So we were, you were, I don't remember what you were saying, but it doesn't matter. (laughs) I, I feel like we've always been creative people. Do you agree? Yeah. Yes, I definitely agree. And so to me, I feel like over the last a lot of years, the creative edge has sort of just left my life. It disappeared. It disintegrated. I don't know where it went. I'm looking for it. So to be able to do something with you that brings back that creativity, that is amazing. That is like a mom find, a mom Danielle personal human find that I (laughs) want to just like put in a glass case and I don't know, stare at. Yes, I 100% agree with that. I think it is very exciting to create something silly, fun, and also very like authentic and genuinely us. But to put it out there, that's the part that's like, so yeah, we've always, always like made movies and did just (laughs) dumb stuff as kids. We were in a band, you know, like you name it, we dabbled in it and just had big personalities secretly within within ourselves. And that was the thing. It was secret yeah. and it was within our friend group. And now we are being like that together and then putting it out there for anybody <laughs> and everybody to hear. And that's crazy. But I love that journey for us. I for do real. too. Like I am saying that very unironically for once. No, I do too, because it is so outside of both of our comfort zones. Um, and every single Tuesday, I panic <laughs> release day. I have a mini heart attack. It's like it is it is really intimidating feeling like you're sharing parts of your experience and your life and your thoughts and sometimes they are really deep and it is just getting thrown out into the world for God knows who to stumble upon and collect bits of your story is crazy. It is. It is. It's we're being way more vulnerable than either of us have ever ever even like entertain the idea of being. So yeah, that's whatever. Good for us. Move on. Yeah, I know. (laughs) I'm also still really nervous about it. Okay. Here's a, like on the more fun side, I didn't realize how opposite we (laughs) are in so many different ways, mostly between like experience, like life experiences. Mine will almost always have gone down completely differently than yours did. Yep. I said this in one of the episodes that I guess we keep coming up opposite on stuff. But if someone were to ask me about you, I'd be like, oh, she's just like me. I do think that maybe the disconnect is that our core values and like moral beliefs are totally on the same page. But a lot of our life experiences have been completely different (laughs) from each other. Yeah. So when we're having conversations where we're sharing experiences rather than like philosophies, morals, beliefs, stuff like that, we sound so different. But I don't see us as different. But I, don't I do really, want to say I really like – say that again? I don't really either see us as different. Yeah, I don't. I don't. But we've had people – it's been pointed out now <laughs> yes. a couple times. And I do want to say one listener commented that it's become a clear theme mm-hmm. that we are opposite ends of the spectrum on so many different things. But that that listener really appreciated that there is always this like underlying respect and acceptance of that between each other. 
and that that was inspiring in like today's society. Cause that's like not a freaking thing that happens anymore. It's like, if you disagree with me or your experience was different from mine, die, like go (laughs) die. It's not even like I, you know, good day, sir. It is literally like, you're the problem here. You know, like there Mm -hmm. is no respecting if something is different from you anymore. And I just didn't even realize how inspirational and wonderful. No, I don't know. I don't know. Basically, there's just so much love between us, so much love in history. But sometimes I'm not respectful. (laughs) I (laughs) just the other (laughs) night when we saw Ian, he was like, you can't let Daniel talk about your sideburns like that. (laughs) I was like, okay. I had to admit that I brought them up in the first place and that I wrote the ad for a friend (laughs) where you say, will you be honest about Laura's sideburns? So like, can I be mad at you? No, I can't. (laughs) Anyway. Anyway. (laughs) Anyway. Oh my God. We are different, but the same at the same time. And I, I appreciate that our respect of each other comes through there. Even when, you know what? You're right. We're not always like super respectful, but I feel like we have the history to be able to it, it's almost like with a sibling, like with an yes. actual sibling, right? Like with your actual brothers or sisters, you will get jabs in, poke fun, say things that you know are to like get a reaction or to avoid giving the reaction that you know that person wanted on purpose. Like you do shit to fuck yeah. with your siblings. It's our banter. And it's not meant to be disrespectful. It's just what you do with your siblings. I I feel like that's the kind of energy that we have when we are being like sassy with each other. It doesn't feel to me hurtful. Like game no. night. Did <laughs> someone listen to game night and we're like, are they always that mean to oh, each yes. other? And we were yeah. like, yes. What do you mean? Like, was that mean? Is that there wasn't another even way to be? I don't understand. Yeah. Yeah. So I, yeah. Yeah. That's, an, that's been interesting. I wonder how many people don't really like get or like that about us. But I know, and I'm sorry, but you can't take the sarcasm right out of us. There'd be nothing left. Shells. Yeah. All right. I had one last. Okay. What is it? One last little takeaway. Well, did you have any others? Um, no, it, this turned into a deeper conversation than I thought it was going to be. Um, Me too, by a lot. Yeah. By a lot. By a lot, a lot. So I'm curious how you edit it. Me too. (laughs) And maybe as you share your last thought, I will think of something else to say. Okay. Well, my last thought was going to be, despite all of it, despite the hard work, despite the long hours, despite the long distance that makes it hard to create the kind of content that we want to create, despite the lack of ability to read each other's body language and energy and touch elbows, despite all of the things that are tough about it, I love doing this with you so much. And it has become, it. this is my self-care in my mm-hmm. week. Having this conversation to look forward to, having the conversation itself And then even the long hours of editing, listening to the conversation, cracking up every time that like you say that stupid thing again (laughs) in that stupid accent, like laughing every single time and then releasing it and having our same three solid, awesome people take the time to be like, oh my God, here's what I think of this one. (laughs) And just like pump us up. That has been, that has felt so good. That has all felt so, so good in what is otherwise a just sea of shitty moments and like tough, tough days. So I, I appreciate that. 
I agree. I didn't mean to cut you off there. I agree. And I feel like, you know, you know, phases in life where you feel like you are on the brink of a transition, of a shift, of a change. Like you just feel like something new is coming to you and you don't quite know what it is yet, but it feels like things are falling apart. So different things can come together. Yeah. Okay. I feel like this is the thing that has carried me through this year so far is knowing that we have this that we are working on, working towards, we have big dreams for it. This is giving me another layer to making my life a little more exciting, a little more adventurous. And if I didn't have this, I think I would be in a little bit of a sadder spot. So I agree. This has become self-care, even though I complain and get frustrated with all of the things that go into it and feeling like we're not growing fast enough and feeling like I'm to blame for a lot of that. It is still entertaining as hell to have to (laughs) pick out the quotes or an image or anything associated with anything we've talked about. I love us. (laughs) Yeah, when you sent me what you have come up with for the image to go with whatever (laughs) fucking asinine quote we picked from that episode, and I see it pops up on my phone, and I'm like, oh my god, yes. Oh my god, we're so good. I agree. All right. All right. Okay, I think that was, again, way more of a conversation than we expected to have, and let's just wrap it up now. What do you think? Well, yeah, I think it's time to lighten things up let's lighten Lighten things things up it's time for the brain dump laura (laughs) all right i have just three measly little dumps for this week and i think that that's fine because i have no idea how long this episode is actually going to turn out to be number one because i know that you guys are watching waiting wondering wishing hoping dreaming praying that's way too many verbs My tire light is back. My tire pressure light, it's back. So I guess there's still a problem. (laughs) At this point, it's shameful how I could have solved this. So many ways. Could have Googled it. You already covered that I could have asked Jameson. I could have asked Christopher, who lives in the home and is actively near the car at all times. And I refuse to do anything other than talk about it on this podcast. (laughs) So that's on me. I also wanted to say that after editing our last episode and listening to it a thousand times in a row, I figured out what your problem is with the word museum. Yeah. Do you want to say it again? Museum. 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 Hey, you know what I want to do? I want to go to the museum. No. See? You changed it in the last one where you said, I want to go to the museum. I didn't say museum. I said museum. You say museum with like a short E. Museum. I say museum with a long E. You say museum with a short E. Okay. Well, who's right? Potato, potato. Well, in this case, you're the one who says potato and you know. (laughs) You know you're wrong. So don't make me explain why potato is not correct in any social circles. Anyway, moving on from there. In preparing for this episode, again, burst into a strange mumble version of some kind of like 90s hit song. I don't even remember what it was. And it just makes me wonder... If our ticket to success is probably to release an album of all of our mumble song covers (laughs) where the lyrics are off and the tune is half there and 
we both start really zealously and then realize that we know none of the lyrics required to sing the song. Do you think we could do a whole album of that for the people? Oh, or? Do I? Absolutely, I think. So, yes. <laughs> do I? <laughs> like an infomercial for okay, this CD. Okay. Okay, no, those, did you ever wake up yeah, and or like, sit there watching those like <laughs> 90 disc CD <laughs> compilation infomercials? Oh my God, yeah. Where wow. it would just scroll through the titles of all the love songs <laughs> and then they would just like blare like five seconds of the top ones at you. Oh my God. Um, I have to go. Am I going? Yeah. Okay, I'm going. Why is it laundromat, not laundromat? Mm. What is it about humans that we fall into such routine familiarity? Okay. I went to a two-day training. On the first day, everybody took their seats at tables wherever they wanted. Day two, I walk in, everybody is in the exact same seat mm-hmm. as if it were assigned to us. What yep. would happen if I didn't sit there? Would, yeah. would I cause madness? I'm still thinking about time. I saw a clock that was, it had the wrong time on it, or so I think. <laughs> in this dimension. <laughs> Hours passed. And when I looked at the clock again, it said 10 minutes has passed. So we have to do an episode on the illusion of time. I thought you were say we have to do something about time. <laughs> I'm gonna be like that too. I completely agree with you. What are we gonna do? Yeah, actually, love it. Yes, al- the illusion of time. That is um, a mind fuck for any adult and yeah. parent. Go. And then lastly, are we still counting seconds in Mississippi? Right, one Mississippi, two Mississippi. <laughs> because okay. Yeah. What I also was taught today was some people go one, one thousand, two, one thousand, three, one thousand, yeah, or yeah, yeah. one thousand, one, one thousand, two. And I thought, that's that that's not how I count seconds at all. That's how I learned to spell Mississippi. One Mississippi, two Mississippi, M-I-S-S-I-S-S-I-P-P-I. I'm sorry. <laughs> Hold on. No. No, no. Counting Mississippis is not how you learn to spell Mississippi. It does not even a little bit cover the phonics behind Mississippi. I disagree. It a little bit covers because you're using the word, the state Mississippi. So you know how to pronounce Mississippi. It doesn't right. know how you doesn't know how you mean to spell. Yes. <laughs> that sentence was immaculate. That's what sends you on the journey of going, how do you spell Mississippi, actually? Okay. All right. You know what? I'm going to give it to you. Because you respect me. Because I imagine sweet little seven-year-old Danielle counting in Mississippis and then going, huh, (laughs) I've said that word an awful lot today while playing hide and seek. I wonder how you spell Mississippi. With Rebecca. M-I-S-S-I-S-S-I-P-P-I. Did Rebecca tell you? I'll throw up right now if Rebecca taught you how to spell words because it for sure was a ghost. We'll have to save that for a Halloween episode. You're like eating like alphabets soup and (gasps) Mississippi spells out in the milk. And you're like, thanks, Rebecca. Do you remember the cereal alphabets? Anyway. Yes. um, I just, I literally just mentioned it. You said alphabet. No, dude. You said alphabet soup. Do you remember alphabet soup? Okay. 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 You're right. You're right. To be fair, I meant to say alphabet cereal because I then went on to say (laughs) that she spelled the word in your milk, which should not be in soup. So I, I'm sorry I yelled at you. I absolutely meant to say 
alphabets. Okay. I almost said it again. Cereal, <laughs> not soup. Cereal. Anyway, thank you for listening to Not Another Momcast. <laughs> you can find us on Instagram at Not Another Momcast or email us at notanothermomcast at gmail.com. Did you know you can also find us on Apple and Google Podcasts? However you listen, if you enjoyed this episode, please subscribe, rate, and review. We really, really would love to hear from you. All right. You ready? You ready? I'm ready. I'm ready. Okay. Okay, here we go. Okay, one, two, three. Okay, okay bye. <laughs> oh my God. Oh my good. Do you have it? Lord. Okay, one more time, one more time. I've got this. I'm not looking at you. <laughs> I'm stopping. Do I laugh episode. too much? What do you mean, do you laugh, do I laugh too, too much? much? When we're doing this, do I laugh too much? Am I too giggly? Like the Burger King guy called me giggly. Am I too giggly?